All right, here we go. Well, well, welcome to Between Sundays. I'm Barry, and today we're talking about you, because it's definitely not about me. Amy's here to talk about becoming a community of self-giving love, but before we clothe the baby of the family with the sweater vest of forgiveness, now that she's made my allowances for my many faults, please welcome in our favorite co-host, Marin. Good day, Marin. <laughs> The pants of mercy. The pan- I cannot wait to talk about the ill-filling pan- Ill- ill-fitting pants of mercy. You're a grown-up boy. <laughs> and well, well, welcome back. Hey, from I'm your back. Vacay. I am very much back. From- I feel like you have the most to share during this segment because you did everything. I did do a lot of stuff. I, yeah, I'm not usually one to like, I don't want to go on about like vacations because it's like, oh, wow, you got to go on a vacation. It's really neat. But yeah, it was pretty great. <laughs> It was pretty great. I'm not going to lie. It kind of exceeded our expectations in a lot of ways. So, uh, yeah, it was like our fifth anniversary. Well, it's our fifth anniversary in May. Uh, and we'd been saving for a long time to get, to go like on a big international trip or something. And we just said, you know what, let's figure out a way to make 2022 our year. And so we just decided let's kick it off. We both happened to make it work with our schedules and went to Hawaii. Wow. And it was insane. That's all. It was very, it was amazing. You just kicked off 2020 year, 2022 with like a dream vacay. I never like Hawaii was not really on our radar. We weren't like thinking someday we got to get to Hawaii. We've we've been thinking like New Zealand or Mm. Europe or we had all these ideas, but somewhere along the line, we're like, well, we're not getting to New Zealand ever with the pandemic being the way it is. Mm. And Europe is just not sounding very ideal in the middle of COVID and all that. But we thought- In the middle of January. And January. really. But we thought, well, what about Hawaii? There's adventure to be had. There's beaches to be sat on. And so we went and, man, it was incredible. What yeah. was the weather like? Perfect every day. Like hot perfect or like 70s? Perfect for me. It was like <laughs> it was like 65 to 75 perfect. every single day so and sunny. Perfect. And it had just been raining every day for a week right before we got there. So that the, the one bummer for me, which is hardly anything to complain about is that the, the waves were all really high, a lot of surf. And so it wasn't, we were, I went in the ocean once the whole time I was there. Mm. So that was a bummer. Cause I was coming ready to like snorkel and do oh, all wow. sorts of adventures, but that's fine. It was just not safe. You would have easily been like swept out to sea or smashed against the rocks and it wasn't really worth it. But you risking. found other ways to have adventures. Oh my word. Yeah. Aerial we, adventures. We did, <laughs> we did a helicopter tour doors off helicopter tour. And because Kauai is the island we were on, it's small enough that you pretty much get to go around the entire island. And they took us along this Nepali coast, which you've definitely seen before in Jurassic Park. And I'm pretty sure my coffee comes from the Nepali coast. Could be, maybe it's beautiful. You might've seen it growing. (laughs) Maybe there's a big coffee plantation in there. Yeah. Anyway, so we went on this helicopter tour, which just blew our minds. And I, we read in a, in a, I mean, it, it was a bit pricey obviously for something like that, but there's only four passengers and a pilot wow. in this tiny little helicopter, with the doors off. And, uh, did I mention the, do- the doors were so off? You've mentioned this a few times now. <laughs> we actually just came from a meeting where you also mentioned that it's, the doors were off. Are you telling us that there's a doors on option? Most of the helicopter tours are doors on, but somewhere along the line, someone said, you should try doors off. <laughs> we're like, Yeah. Why not? Sounds more adventurous. And I'll tell you what, it was more adventurous. And there was, and it was made for really great photos and videos because there wasn't any like glass between us and the scenes. So, uh, but we read in a guidebook somewhere that said, if you're going to Kauai specifically and you don't take a helicopter 
tour. It's like going to the Sistine Chapel and deciding not to look up. Oh, wow. That's how how unthinkable it would be to go to Kauai without it. So we said, all right, we'll bite the bullet. We did it. And it was the highlight of the trip. So amazing. Yeah. We went on hikes, ate at a lot of great random places and food trucks and all kinds of great food. Poi Poi? Poi Poi? Is that what it's called? What? What's like there, there's something there's called like a Poi. Whole, yeah, that's it. Yeah. But like, I don't think, is it a fish? Is it? It looks like a purplish pudding from, from oh. what I recall. And people either love it or get violently ill. We never, we didn't have it. So I can't <laughs> tell you, I, I don't know. It's it kind of ironic since we're veg, we, we didn't eat any Hawaiian food. Ah. Cause like Hawaiian foods like fish and, and mm-hmm. pork. And so we just ate Indian food and Mexican food and Thai food. And it was wonderful. So mm. anyway, great trip. It was great. How are things here in the deepest, darkest January for you guys? <laughs> it's winter is uh, delightful. Well, I, I never know how much I'm supposed to talk if people don't know him. I'm here too. Oh, Amy's what? here. Well, it's you fine. were here last week. So I know, well, at I this do, point, but, but I'm not, I am you not were also a staple. I'm not a staple of the pod. So you were I don't also want- mentioned. Settle down. In the intro, <laughs> in the intro, your name was there. It's fine. Everybody, Amy's here. because she gave the <laughs> Amy's sermon. Amy's here. How are you doing, Amy? Yay. No, no, I'm good. <laughs> it, it's been cold here and you were, went at a very good time yeah, we to got be lucky. away from Indiana, but yeah, we're good. Our, our, uh, I posted last night a photo dump of the holidays cause mm. our holidays officially ended yesterday because the mm. last of the kids left the roost to go back to there. So Annie went back to Miami and yeah. Miami of Ohio for her second semester. So that's how we spent our, our MLK day, um, driving. Yeah. Or back to school, which is very, very bittersweet, more bitter sure. than sweet right now, but yeah, it's okay. So yeah. So it's gloomy January. I'm sad. My couple of my kids are gone. Maybe sad that a couple of them are there. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Awkward um, silence. <laughs> yes. And, uh, and now, now we just full steam ahead until we get to spring. Right. There you go. We got rehearsal tonight. We, we got, got things yeah, to do. We got chop, things chop. to do. Yeah, a little That's mermaid. right. It's happening right. real fast. It is happening. I don't know how fast. much. I guess you talked a little bit about it we last did, yeah. week, but how are you but feeling? But we really should talk about it every week. I, I mean, we got to hype it up, right? Because well, it's consuming our lives. We, we, really the, should. we There's going to be some podcasts specifically related oh, to that's right. the Little yeah, Mermaid yeah, yeah. too. And, Ooh, yeah. When do those come out? Um, I believe one is coming out this week. The first one. Were these recorded? These were recorded before Tyler yes. left. Mm-hmm. Tyler, Tyler. And so you'll get to hear from Ariel herself and Prince Eric and uh, I think Scuttle. One of the, oh, Sebastian, uh, I can't remember who else, but several sure. of the characters and our choreographer uh, and our stage manager who does all the technicals, the show. So when we get into tech week the same, and the performances, the stage manager is the person, like they make the show move. And Sweet. so it's, so it's going to be great. Yeah. And, and it's just fun to see everybody after a three week break, they were so excited to see each other and, and live. I have to say, even, even she was very excited for your trip. But she did say, I'm really struggling with being away from rehearsals and all my friends. And I was she like, was literally looking at videos from the rehearsal oh, that was going yeah, on. Yeah. It was like lunchtime and where we were. Oh, she was like, you can <laughs> yeah. zoom me in. And yeah. I'm like, I'm not going to zoom you in from your vacation in Hawaii. So we, we took notes and we'll tell her what she oh, missed. Yeah. But oh yeah. It's great. Yeah. I, I, I gather that taking a bunch of weeks off right in the middle of all of it has not been this, the easiest thing for you guys to do. Are you feeling okay? Yeah. Once we re got back into it, but I'm going to tell you that when it's 
it's 12 degrees outside yeah. and it's gloomy and you want to on a Sunday afternoon sit on your couch and yeah. watch football or read a book. It is hard to get people after a three week break to sure. re-gear and, and get back together. But once they're together, they're so excited. That's they're exactly there. it. The hardest part is getting yep. to rehearsal, yeah. Yeah. but you're at rehearsal and it could go all night. Yeah. Like you're, right. cause you're just laughing yep. the entire time, dancing and laughing and yep. It's, it's all coming fun. together. That's yeah. cool. It's going to be great. I can't it's wait. I've seen little glimpses. Liv has shown me little videos of different parts and I'm like, wow, this looks really cool. It's, it's yeah. so fun to be right now. We're rehearsing in the lobby. We're, we're doing a little bit of music rehearsal back in the green room, but the bulk of our dance rehearsals and things like that are in the lobby and the costume designers are walking around with swatches of fabric yeah. or oh, yeah. half put together ball gowns for Ariel yeah. to wear. And it, it's just so exciting as you see yeah. these things start to come to life. The set is oh my gosh. taking over the, the shop behind the South Auditorium. <laughs> yep. um, Jim Swanson's in there right now. Of yeah, course. Of I walked through is. and I, you know, he's, he's like, what do you think of this? Every time I walk through the shop, <laughs> he's got something else to show me. And it's just, Stunning. Have you ever said anything other than it's fabulous, Jim? No, no. Because he does. He always talk about exceeding expectations. That's Jim Swanson. He exceeds every. (laughs) I mean, he loops you in at every step of the process, the design process. Because he doesn't want to have to go back and redo it. He's like, is this good? Measure twice. Yeah. No, it's always once. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Yeah. He's he's, he's also the kind of guy who's like, is like, I know this isn't going to be visible, that visible, but I did make it out of like handcrafted mahogany. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yep. That's pretty much what we're working with. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's super exciting. We were, yeah, they'll be so ready by the time we get on the stage and Mm -hmm. add the set and the lights and the costumes, the cast is going to be more than ready. And then you, when you add the orchestra too, that's like a whole, it's like a dream world. You're like, Oh, this is like a full orchestra that I get to sing with. It's so awesome. Well, Liv, Liv's never done a show of anything. Like she's never done this before. Oh wow. She's having like the time of her life. Well, She's she's hilarious. She's going to be great. (laughs) She's got her own character going on and it cracks me up. So (laughs) I love it. I love, love it. it. It's going to be great. Cool. All right, Marin, how are you doing? I do. I'm doing good. I feel accomplished. I got a lot done over the weekend and that's all I wanted nice. out of my long weekend was to put away Christmas. Did you guys I clean did. up Christmas yep. yet? Yes. Yep. yes. It, it felt really good. Oh, it's like it? putting the last few straggler hanging on things from yep. 2021. I've put them away. It feels yep. good. It feels like a fresh start. I just took stuff to Goodwill. Because I, every year when mm-hmm. I put my Christmas stuff away, I'm like, okay, storage room, we're going to have out. a little bit of a clean out. Mm-hmm. I don't need all this stuff anymore. And that feels really good too. Now I say that, but I like right when the good feeling like hit, like, oh, I did it. Christmas is done. 2021 is over. There's still some cranberry sauce hanging out <laughs> in my fridge, sure. which is from Christmas, not Thanksgiving, but still yeah, there, there I are know. a couple of food remnants tying yeah. me I to know. the past. I know. I'm trying to break free. If I'm going to be honest, I do have my living room tree, tree still up. Do you really? Yeah. I, here's the thing. I had my team Christmas party at my house, mm. so I wasn't taking that down until the real tree had to go. It was going to start a fire. But I just, I was like, I got to leave the tree up till my team Christmas party. Well, then when I looked at the storage room, I'm like, I don't even know where I'm going to put it. It's like, so, cause there was so much stuff we crammed in there during Christmas. And I'm like, I don't know how we're taking this down. And Jeff, like wants Christmas done. He's uh-huh. like, we're done. Uh-huh. It's like 1201 of December 26th. And he's like, everything needs to go. We're Burn done. It. And yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so he's very frustrated. And I said, well, I don't have anywhere to put it. So we're going to have to get that. And I like to keep it up because it. I love Christmas. It is hard. There's nothing to replace the feeling a Christmas tree gives. No. 
the warm glow, yep. all of the sentimental, whatever it is yep. you put on your tree. It's so eye-catching. There's nothing else Mm-mm. that even comes close. Nope. So Olivia has this, this mantle. Well, we have this, she made it. So it's all her right. design, but she's got this, this mantle in our living room that during Christmas season, it's all Christmas decorations. It's got like the, I don't know, the, what's the, the, the garland. Sure. Garland thing with the lights on it, yeah. whatever. And, and so it's always Christmassy, but then what she does, and cause she really loves Christmas and doesn't want to, doesn't want to just right. turn it off like a, like a light switch. <laughs> so she, she will, um, design it as a, like a winter theme yes. after that. Yeah. yeah. So it's still wintry and you can even keep the lights right. up, but it's not like Christmas. It's just winter. And then she'll change it as the seasons go on. But it's yeah. like, it's a great way to ease yourself out of. Well, that's <laughs> how I feel about the tree. Yeah. It's the only remnant and it's my winter tree. There you go. It's I feel like maybe tree. next year I could try like some sort of reverse advent calendar. Yeah. It's like on January one, I put away the wrapping paper. That's good. <laughs> and on January two. Yep. Yep. Three ornaments. I thought you were going to say a reverse advent calendar where you're like, it's been 17 days since Christmas. How great was that? Uh." Well, and there's 31 days in January, so you could really do it. You really could. could Maybe it would be a lot more um, sustainable. Like I could pace myself because I really just, I go hard all day and then it's done and I'm, I'm good until the day after Thanksgiving when everything goes up again. When everything goes up again. Anyway, it just felt like a really like, Productive. All the things that I set out to accomplish did do a little bit of work over the break, but it was stuff that needed to be done. And I just feel like yeah. it set me up. I'm good. I'm good. I'm ready to go. There good. you go. Love it. Great. Yeah. Well, I don't think we have any like big announcement type things that we're supposed to say this week at all. Right. Uh, core team. Oh, well, I'll say that yeah, for the friends. it'll probably be out by then. Right. The right. podcast will come out. So it, whenever you're receiving this <laughs> Wednesday night, which January is 19th. January 19th, we so have our next tomorrow 20th, night, January 19th or, or tonight. If this comes out tomorrow, it's <laughs> right, all right, very right, confusing. Right, right. Uh, we have our next core team gathering. We do this four times a year and core team is for anybody at grace who calls grace church, their home. Uh, if you're, you're, this is your church, you're all in, whether you're volunteering or not, or would like to, or you're in community or not, but you would like to, like, if this is your church home, we want you in the core team. And basically whenever we gather, uh, we, we worship, we hang out together. We have a good time. Uh, we talk a little bit, some big visionary, big high level stuff, but then we break up into different ministry teams and each of you guys is leading a different ministry team. And, uh, and we get to work and we brainstorm things and we problem solve and we, we talk through ideas and, and it's, it's really great. It's a great way to feel like that you are a part of this church and you're helping to build the, the future of this church. So if you're not in it yet, come on over, like, we'll figure that out. We'll get you in. If you are, don't forget it's happening it's Wednesday night. So be there, please. We'd love to have you. Yes. All right. And we do these four times a year. Four times so a year. Yeah. Even if you miss you know, what is to us tomorrow night, Wednesday, the 19th, right, right. there's another one coming around in March. So by and, all means, and you can always see the, the big group portion of it. We, we put that online. So you could always watch that after right. you just miss out on that, that sort of breakout group time and the, the brainstorming and the working together time, which is a significant part of it. So anyway, yeah. there's our little plug. Yeah. You, you can go to gracechurch.us slash core. If core, you want to join. C-O-R-E. That's it. Great. Yes. Thank you. Us. <laughs> for that, that news public service, public announcement. service announcement. All right. The more, you know, Amy, you gave a sermon this week, this weekend. I did. Uh, what was it about for someone who might've missed it? What were you preaching about? What was your big idea? Well, the big, big idea is it's not about me. It's about community. 
um, and basically that that um, self-giving, self-sacrificing, humble, loving community is the gospel message to the rest of the world. When they see the church living out that value of it's not about me, um, it's about others, it's about Jesus first and others, um, they can't help but be drawn to something like that. And that is that is the gospel message of Christ. Love the Lord your God and love others as yourself. And so that's really kind of where where we landed, where I landed, I guess, on that. Gotcha. Well, we'll get into it. Um, one of the things that you started talking about in the message is just how, I mean, our culture is very self-focused right now, very selfish. Did you, you mentioned, you called it like the Karen epidemic. Yes. Did you get epidemic. pushback? Did you get pushback from that, using that, I did that not. expression? Really? I did not. No, no. <laughs> you did couch it and say, it's not just. No, I said, you, you what's said the equivalent for, because this is not just a woman And there thing. is a name for it's it. Chad. I thought, is it Chad? Is it Chad? Uh, every, we talked about this at length <laughs> as Dude. a production team oh, okay. after okay. service, because, yeah, yeah, I you definitely I, said there was an epidemic of Karens. Yeah. Well, but I mean, if you go on YouTube or on, I mean, there is. Somebody yeah. said maybe the male equivalent was the name Kevin. Kyle. Oh, I thought Kevin? it was, I thought, I thought I'd heard Kevin. I had always heard Chad, and there were others in the, in well, the group and there, that, Look, it's not just women. It's just that like people post more women. That's what I would say. I think people post more about women doing it than men, which is sad. But um, Ken. Did you just Google it? I'm Googling it right now. Ken, a Ken, a Ken and a Karen. No, I did not get any pushback on that, but I'm sure people thought it in their heads and then just didn't push back. Well, but you did also apologize to anyone who was named. Karen. Yes, I and did. I said, if you're named my Karen, sister's I'm sorry. name is Karen and she does not embody. Well, and it's not like I came stereotype. up with the whole concept <laughs> no. of Karen. And I think, and I think <laughs> what you were trying to, what you're trying to capture is the fact that there are, forget of what it's called. Right. There are all of matter. these videos of people yes. losing their minds right. when they're not getting their way. And yes. which, which I'm like, why would you do it in public anymore? Right. Like you're going to get caught like people right. on airplanes and in seven elevens. Yeah. I mean, like you're seeing it everywhere where there, people are just flipping out because things are not going yeah. the way yeah. that they want to. Yeah. And, and with everybody filming everything. And frankly, often the fact that someone's filming ends up throwing gasoline on the fire. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, then they get worse. And what yeah. I, what I've found to be true is I think because of all the cameras on all the time, what we're seeing is that these things that probably were happening at a pretty, no- it probably hasn't changed how much or how often it happens, mm-hmm. but now we're seeing it anytime it happens, it gets shared, it gets mm-hmm. posted. It, sure. So it feels like, like it's happening all the time. Right. Probably. I don't know. Or maybe it is increasing oh, and growing, I, but yeah, I do think people are a little bit angrier. Yeah. Um, in the last uh, two to four years, yeah. two to six years, I just feel like there's been, and of course we can go on to the whole social dilemma, mm. social media dilemma thing mm-hmm. where we're mm-hmm. being, we're being like, um, groomed to be angry at each other sure. and to herd and to do all those things that just cause, you know, right. people to be mad at each other all right. the time. So, and it's interesting cause I, I think the part of the, the outcome of this that leads to selfishness is that when it's, when everybody is out to take from us then, then suddenly it's like, well, then I need to protect what's mine. I need to stand up for myself. I should get what I deserve. And so it's, it's interesting that it would turn that way. Cause instead of it just being an outward thing, well, like I'm going to attack you. It's more like, I'm going to defend me, but regardless, it ends up being this big unhealthy spiral that everybody's just, everyone's reacting to everybody else. And it's just really ugly, but yeah, I, 
I didn't even think about getting pushback when I talked about the Karen thing because I was like, well, I didn't make this up. This has been out right. there for like a year and a half. People totally. just like flipping out. And and I made sure that I said, hey, I know the men men act like this too. It just happened to be, yeah. So totally. it just makes me sad every time I watch it. And it makes me sad because sometimes I catch myself never behaving like that, but feeling some of the same ways that I've seen other people act out. And that yeah. makes me like, even to feel that way makes me feel kind of gross. Hmm. Like that I would feel like, oh, you're taking forever. Right. Like I need to get to whatever I've got to do. And, and you know, like when you're at the grocery store or, right. and I'm like, okay, can I just be glad that I get to stand up here in line today and that I feel good and right. that, you know, I'm not sick. And, right, right. Um, and that this person showed up for work today because they didn't have to, like they, they're, you know, sacrificing to be here working. I, like, I, I don't know. I just, I think we're all one step away from like blowing our fuse and, mm-hmm. and acting similar, similarly can't speak. So yeah. you better rejoice. <laughs> yes. I, I better rejoice. I better rejoice. Yeah. And it's always steeped in me, me, me. Yeah. Like this yeah. is going too slow for me. Yeah. Why are you not catering to me? Mm. Why is this not? Like I said, I, I joke if I, if I ran the world, it would all work out perfectly <laughs> right. for me, for me, like, <laughs> yeah. for me. So anyway, yeah. So I haven't heard anything about the Karen thing, but maybe somebody out there's mad. If you are Amy C at gracechurch.us. Oh, wow. There just, it is. There it's, it is. It's on our website. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's not much. Uh, I'm not giving my cell phone number. So you gave everybody a, a quiz, a selfishness quiz. Did you get that from like. Teen magazine, like I know, it was where very mom on earth oriented. did you get? I think this it was Buzzfeed. <laughs> I looked up several of them, and I wanted it to be fun. Yeah, because I was like, I knew there was a lot of talking in the service for for great reasons. We needed to talk about short term trips, and we needed to honor Martin, Dr. Martin Luther King, and we. So there was a lot. So I knew it would be good to give them a little bit of a mind break in sure. the middle of it and get them engaged in a different way. So I looked up different quizzes, and some of them just weren't fun. And right. I wanted it to be fun. And so that was the one I found. And I tried to change a few pieces, like the spouse buying you tickets to a musical or. <laughs> you mean that's not how it came? It didn't come stock that way? That was your. No, it actually did come stock that way, except I did change the it from football to basketball. Um, uh, but he would buy me basketball tickets because I was like, that is our life. Yeah. Like that would be, <laughs> you know, Jeff would be like, I got you a ticket and you're going by yourself. No, he wouldn't. He would go with me. But um. Yeah. I thought the quiz was funny. I yeah, just thought, good. you know, cause it's not reality for some people, but like my kids have done that where they've been like watching me struggle with something and they're like, Oh yeah, just don't forget. Don't hit my thing over there while you're <laughs> right. cleaning up the dishes or something. <laughs> right. And I'm like, right. um, how about if you help? Cause I'm really tired. Oh, you're sick. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Walk away from yeah. Me. Or make sure you wash your hands while yeah. you're fixing dinner, but <laughs> yeah. not step up to help. So, um, yeah, I just thought, Sometimes I think it's good just to disarm people a little bit with humor and yeah. think about how would I react in this situation. And the the one that I thought was the most, well, I thought the buying tickets to a musical theater or musical was kind of applicable to a lot of people, whether you can adjust where you're going, sure. but also the flight one. Cause so many people fly and mm-hmm. you're not, I mean, who's giving up their aisle seat for the yeah. middle? Like they, people just are so mean on planes too. Yeah. Like even meaner now. So anyway, it's just kind of a fun thing. So 
Cool. All right. Well, your main passage for the sermon was Colossians 3, starting in what? Verse something? Uh, 12. Verse yeah, 12. verse 12. And uh, you set it up with just a little bit of context. Why don't we talk about that briefly? Uh, I imagine that Colossi was not facing a an epidemic of Karens or whatever, yeah. <laughs> or no. Kens or Chads or whatever. Um, what was the reason that Paul wrote what he wrote? Uh, well, his friend who I don't want, won't even say it. Cause I just, I, you got it right. Epaphras. I know. I know. And trust I trust yourself. Well, I even listen to it. Cause I'm not going to just assume that I know yeah. how things are pronounced. Um, but anyway, Epaphras, I want to add an, I want to add, <laughs> add an extra P I want, Apap- the, I, want it, yes, I want it to, I want to do that. Cause I see the double P and it makes me think pap, but it's <laughs> so anyway. And once I get it in my you know, in, in there the wrong way, then I'm going to say it the wrong way. Um, I just thought it was interesting because I guess I didn't really even realize that there were churches that Paul didn't start and, and finding out that he didn't, he really didn't know this congregation. He didn't start the church, but he was informed when he was in prison that, um, they were doing okay, but there was concern that the, the culture, the, was trying to sway them away from the teachings of Jesus and yeah. from what they were called to be as the church. Yeah. And so I think the whole um, book is really the whole letter is trying to keep them on course and remember yeah. where they came from and remember right. how they're supposed to live. And so um, yeah, the there's whole- like a, there's a whole bunch of discussion on exactly what the specific problem was in Colossae. Yeah. It has some, cause it, cause Paul just references some s- stuff like not directly. He doesn't explain like, as you know, you all have been struggling with blah, blah, blah. He just like refers to this sort of weird, like I've heard it referred to as like an angelic, uh, cult like thing Mm -hmm. where people were like getting into these like mystical experiences and making that all. And then imposing all these new rules about here's all how you have to live and you shouldn't ever get married and you should have to obey all these crazy like hardships on your body and your life. And he's like, hold up. Like you're getting way off track here right. from what the gospel is really all about. So yeah, totally. Um, so let's talk a little bit about uh, Colossians three twelve. He uses a metaphor. Paul uses a metaphor of clothing yourself, mm-hmm. clothing yourself. And before he talks about taking off mm-hmm. some things and the list yeah. of like bad things. And then he says, clothe yourself with, these things and, and gets into all the stuff, humility, right. kindness, meekness, patience. Why do you think he used the analogy of clothing yourself? What do you guys think? Well, I loved that whole, um, the induo, the Latin, was it the, the, uh, Greek word mm-hmm. for, uh, clothe it was mm-hmm. like to be absorbed to by, sink yeah, in. like uh-huh. sinking. That was really cool your, imagery. Um, and I thought about like a big fluffy sweater or mm. that you put on and you just feel like enveloped sure, in it. Sure. Um, and so I love that idea of putting these things on every mm-hmm. day. And I was, I was interested too in the difference between um, armor, mm. like putting on armor and clothing yourself. It's, it's, it's the same idea, but very different in mm. approach. Yeah. Um, and so I just, I was, I didn't go into that in the message, but I was thinking about the difference between the armor is like protection. Sure. 
and yet the clothing is like enveloping you yeah. into the into these these characteristics or more like identity. Right. The fruits of the spirit. Right. Hmm. And so I, I loved that whole image of, and the idea too, that what he's talked about previously in the chapter in, in chapter three is the things that you need to get rid of. Mm -hmm. And you can't, you can't put pants over pants and you can't put, you know, yeah, you can put a sweater vest over a turtleneck or whatever, but you can't put, you know, all sorts of I things. I mean, you on. can, but, no, you can, but anybody want to do that? Well. It's I loved when you said that. I feel just recently I had like a hoodie and a jean jacket. <laughs> and then I went to put my winter coat over my hoodie and jean jacket. And mm-hmm. it's like my arms wouldn't bend. Yes. Like I loved when you said you can't put a big bulky sweater over a big bulky sweater right. because I've, I've felt how <laughs> impossible and yes. constricting and uncomfortable that is. Right. That I just felt like that was immediately relatable. I just yeah. had a memory of, I had this black turtleneck in high school <laughs> and I was not like a turtleneck guy and I wore that black turtleneck and I thought I looked so <laughs> <Stunning>. good. <laughs> <laughs> I just had that memory. I think my senior pictures are taken with that was black it the turtleneck wow. of tenderhearted mercy. It was not, it was the prepared? turtleneck of just Barry looking fresh, <laughs> man. I'm sorry. I just, I haven't That's thought hilarious. about that since you said that. Sorry. That's awesome. Uh, um, so dice. I loved that whole image. And then, and then the idea too, that um, I talked a little bit about acting. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's really two main approaches to, to doing, becoming a character. And one is very American, which is you feel at, like you go back to your childhood and you think about a sad memory and then it comes, then you, and that's very like inward out focused. Yeah. And the British way is much more like outward in focus. So take on the, at the characteristics, the mm. physical characteristics of your character first. Yeah. What you wear, the way you yeah. walk, the way you walk. And, or if it's sad, put on physically put that onto your face and then you will, then you will all of a sudden your being becomes Mm -hmm. whatever your Mm -hmm. outer. And so that idea of sometimes we have to make, sometimes it's hard. I mean, the Holy spirit's working in you. You're, you're doing all the best things that you can practice doing the disciplines. And, but sometimes you just need to make a choice Mm -hmm. that today I'm going to put on the sweater vest of, (laughs) of kindness. And I, and the more you do that, it starts to seep into your being, into yeah. your soul. And so I think that too, for people that are struggling, just keep making those decisions, yes. keep making those choices, keep walking into uh, target when there's a line curved around the store and make the choice in that moment. I'm going to be patient. Gird and your con- loins. Gird your loins. <laughs> and kind. Yeah. And, and I'm going to choose those things today over. Mm. Um, so anyway, I just, I thought that was interesting too. that whole idea. The pants of mercy. The pants of mercy. <laughs> Merciful but there's pants. this, there's this move I do when I go to the gym, I, I take classes Yeah. and there's a, a move that the teacher will also, she'll often call out. It's called heavy pants. <laughs> and you're basically doing like a weighted squat. You've yeah. got a weight in each hand yeah. and you squat down low and then you do the gesture of pulling super heavy pants, pants up, the heavy pants of mercy, the heavy pants, pants of mercy. mercy. Cause they, they are hard. Heavy. I'm here to tell you it's they difficult. It's hard as those weights. Listen. As heavy as those weights. <laughs> yes. But you do enough reps and suddenly, suddenly it's not yeah, as hard. Suddenly it's becoming you. Right. Mercy is becoming who and, you are. Yeah. And that's interesting. I, I've been thinking about this. Like I, one of the things I try to do when I, you know, when we're thinking about scripture is to try to 
imagine what are some of the cultural presuppositions that I'm bringing to this mm-hmm. passage? Right, sure. and one of them that I imagined is, oh, well, I have a closet full of clothes. So every day I get to pick a different outfit, mm-hmm, wear whatever. Mm-hmm. If you're living in the ancient world, right. ancient Colossi, you might have two shirts and one cloak yeah. and that's it. And so the idea of having a new, you've taken off your old cloak and you're mm-hmm. put on a new one. It's like, you don't have the old one anymore, or maybe you do, but you, like having two cloaks is a big deal. It's a big deal. Yeah. It's so it's almost like, and, and what you wear day to day becomes part of you. Mm-hmm. You can tell who somebody is as they're way down the street because they're wearing that cloak right. that you recognize them in and things like that. And so it is, it is more about becoming, it's, it's mm-hmm. an identity thing sure. let, rather than it just being like, well, in this moment, I'm going to put on right. this thing in this moment, I'm going to put on that. It's yeah. more like, what are the, what's the clothing that's going to define you or the clothing mm-hmm. of your life? And he's saying, why are you wearing your old clothes? Right. You have new clothes. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think that's it, cool. It's, okay. it's just an interesting sort of maybe twist on yeah, the no, same it idea. Is. It's but, awesome. Yeah. But the same truth is there is that we have a choice. Mm-hmm. What are we going to wear? We've right. got our old ratty clothes of selfishness, mm-hmm. or we've got this brand new, beautiful sweater, sweater, vest. sweater set, <laughs> sweater <laughs> set. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that was, um, hmm. I love the whole clothing idea. I think it's. Um, for both, that's, what's so beautiful about scripture too, is that it works for yeah. both. It works in the time that it was written and yeah. it still works. It still works today. So um, in, uh, I'm trying to look up the uh, NLT version of it, but whatever, I'm just going to, Oh, here it is. Here it is. Um, hold on. New. Okay. So here's the, here's the new living translation in verse 11. I want to talk about this to, to shift gears a little bit. Uh, Paul sets up this concept by saying in this new life, it doesn't matter if you're a Jew or a Gentile circumcised or uncircumcised barbaric, uncivilized slave or free Christ is all that matters. And he lives in all of us. Mm -hmm. And you said that this is an important concept when it comes to putting on these things, living in this way, but putting others first is to recognize that there's that the whole concept of the kingdom of God is built on the idea of difference, right? Which you spelled with incorrectly di- different right. uh, with a TS right. different people with difference. I'm going to be honest with you. I've always hated that, Sorry. that phrase. However, <laughs> I've always loved the concept of it Yes, as difficult as it is for us to actually grasp. So mm-hmm. can you talk a little bit more, maybe both of you guys, what like that concept of being a community full of people who are extremely different from one another. What does that even like, what does that do to you in your heart? Like, what do you think about it? What do you feel about it? Is it even, is it even possible or is this just some ideal? Well, I think it probably was incredibly hard in the time that Paul was writing mm. because the, the church becoming, I mean, these, some of these groups of people literally hated each other. Yeah. And so all of a sudden he's saying, no, there's room for everybody. As long as they, they believe that who Jesus is and his teachings, there's room for everybody here. And so mm-hmm. I would have thought at that time it would have been, really hard to accept that idea that we're all in this together. Yeah. Um, and I think it is a beautiful idea and a beautiful ideal that the church would be that. Mm. I think that there, it is really hard to get there. Mm. And I think it takes a tremendous amount of work to make sure that everyone feels like, like, the church, big C, whatever church has a place for them. Um, because we are all so very different from each other in many, 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 many different ways. And if you're, if you're going to say, I, I want 
this to be a place for everybody, then you have to set the table for that. Right. And it's not like you just react when somebody shows up that's different. You have to make it a place that is welcoming right away so that then when they walk in, they're like, oh, I can fit in here. If they come and they're, we're like, oh, we'll make, we'll make it work for you. That feels different mm. than when they walk in and say, oh, this is a place that's prepared for me. Sure. Or for us to say like, it's okay that you're here is different than you are welcome we want here. We here. want you yes. here. Right. Right. Mm. No. What so, about you, Mary? What do you think? Yeah, I'm caught up. I'm, I'm interested in the language used here in verse 11. Like you think about the difference between a Jew and a Gentile. They, they wouldn't even eat together. Right, right. Diametrically opposed cultures, circumcised or uncircumcised. Again, diametrically opposed to one another. Barbaric, uncivilized. When was the last time we saw a barbarian walk in on a Sunday morning? Barbaric, uh, slaver free. I, I love the contrast of each of these things. And he is saying that none of those things matter because the thing that matters is Christ living in us. Mm -hmm. And so I think, sure, there are plenty of people that, you know, see differently on different social issues or political issues or medical issues, you name it, help me to see Christ in them and help them to see Christ in me, mm -hmm. help them to see Christ in me. And that, that if we keep this scripture at the forefront of our minds, then we can be the church community that's described here in Colossians. Mm -hmm. It's, it is not outside the realm of possibility, but we have to, we have to make Christ first. Mm -hmm. um, there's another, I, I think, I think about different areas of scripture that tell us um, to put on things or to clothe ourselves. Cause this imagery is used mm -hmm. elsewhere in scripture and it's usually describing something similar. First Peter five in verse five says, likewise, you younger people submit yourselves to your elders. Yes. All of you be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility mm. for God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Mm. Yeah. And so is that, is that not just hand in hand with, and it's not about me right. <laughs> to clothe yourself yeah. in humility, to mm -hmm. see the living Christ in somebody that you don't have to see eye to eye on everything with. Mm. Um, right. yeah, yeah. Yeah. There were lots of, lots of verses, um, that speak along the same lines, lots of them written by Paul, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, about, you know, um, be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. Is that Ephesians? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Don't be concerned for your own good, but the good of others. Yeah. 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 So there's, I mean, it's, it's like all over the place. And, um, and I think the other thing is seeing Christ in others and them seeing him in me, if I am living like he is playing out here in Colossians three, there's no way that people wouldn't see Christ in me. Like if, if these are the fruits of the spirit that are coming from me, yeah, there would be no question. And people are drawn to that. Like mm -hmm. I, I did use my grandma. I've used her as an example before there was just yeah. nobody that didn't want to be with her. I don't right. care who you were or what you did or what you thought or what you're, you know, you just wanted to be around her sure. because it was, you felt important and you felt seen and heard and loved. And if I'm exuding that, there's, I mean, 
I, there's no way people don't see him in me when I'm, when I'm acting the way and I'm putting on those, those attributes. And so. Yeah. Yeah, It made me think of my mom. Like when I think of the person who inhabited this, it's not about me, others focused and, and Christ honoring life. It's, it's without question my mom. And it makes me think the things that I love the most about her was Christ in her. Uh Hmm. Everything I loved the most about my mom, everything that made her so special was Christ in her. Absolutely. And I thought it was interesting as I, as I listened to things yesterday and was just, you know, pondering the, the life of Martin, Dr. Martin Luther King. I mean, I could have just used, I could have put on one of his speeches and just walked off the stage or Mm -hmm. used him as an example. We did, we did speak about, um, him in the service and, and absolutely said, but my word, you talk about a life that was about others and, and setting your, setting himself aside for the greater good. And for, um, like you could have just talked about him for, for, you know, as kind of a, a living example, um, modern, more modern day example of what that looks like. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, verse 15 says, and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, which after saying all this other stuff about clothing yourself, he says, and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, which I think to just kind of put a cap on all of this at the end of the day, it's not our peace that we're generating. It's his, it's mm-hmm. not our love. It's his love. Mm-hmm. It's, it's him in us that shapes us. And so I think that's just an important thing, uh, and thing to remember, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. It's yeah. like, it's, it's all, it's all him, not us. So I want to just talk finally, you got a little practical at the end of the message, Amy, but one of the, the sort of phrases that you, you quoted actually, I guess it was both your grandmother and pastor Jim Falk who both kind of captured the same idea. Mm -hmm. Love the person who's in front of you. Mm. Yep. Talk more. Where where did that come from? Or did, did she say that a lot or, or my grandma didn't really say it. She just did it. Uh Um, but we would joke and we would be like, I'm grandma's favorite. And, And her, her phrase was, we would be like, who's your favorite? Yeah. And she would say, my favorite is whoever I'm with at the moment. Oh yeah. <laughs> and so, and that was true. Yeah. She, there was no favorite. It was just whoever happened to be, and it, it could have been her daughter mm. or someone she met just sitting across from her at the doctor's office. Yeah. But everyone felt the same, like you were important and, and loved and seen, even when you didn't know her well, which is a gift. Like yeah. I don't, Um, And that's when I was, I mean, I started at Grace when I was 25 years old Mm. and um, I was, I didn't know what I was doing. I, and, and I was overwhelmed by people and their needs and, and I didn't know how to. And so one day I was just kind of saying that to, to Jim, I was just like Jim Falk, one of our, our founding pastors. I just was like, I don't know. I mean, I'm just overwhelmed. And he goes, Amy, just love her, love whoever's in front of you at the moment. Mm. Yeah. Just love the person right in front of you. You don't need to think about what's going on out there or how you're going to get your arms around a whole community of people. Just love the person that you're with right Mm. at that moment. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, thank you. Like it felt like a burden had been lifted and yet it's a high calling too to love the person in front of you. Mm. That is a hard thing to do. Right. Um, And Jim did it really well. Mm -hmm. He really did. When you sat with Jim, you felt like, there was no distractions. There was nothing, whether it was at the, in the busy lobby at, at outside, you know, after services mm. or sitting in his office for a one-on-one meeting, you just felt really 
seen and yeah. valued. Yeah. And that that's a gift, I think, too. Like, yeah. And I think that there's something really key, what you just said about that being freeing because it, yeah, if you're, if you're the burden on you is to just be selfless in a selfish time, it's like, Oh, I can't, that's impossible. Mm-hmm. But if it's okay, love the person who's right in front of me, practice setting myself aside in this moment with this person. Right. What does that look like right now? Maybe it does mean making allowance for their faults. As Paul mm-hmm. says, maybe it does mean being patient with them as they talk longer than you'd like them to talk. Maybe mm-hmm. whatever it is, it's, it's that that much more laser focused, what, who is Christ to this person through me right now that, that maybe relieves a little bit of the burden of fix the world, uh, which, yeah. And those are the reps I think I'm talking about with the heavy pants of mercy. (laughs) If I can love the cashier in that moment, Hmm. then maybe I can love my next door neighbor in a different moment or that difficult family member in in a different moment. You know, I, yeah. I agree with you, Amy. It's very overwhelming to just think of like, okay, I know just what to do. Love everyone. Yeah. yeah. All the Be time. Christ. Amy's right. grandmother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All I gotta Forever do. Forever and ever. Yeah. yeah. But if each person here at Grace Church, myself included, could just make this the year of loving the person right in front of you. Yeah. Very, very quickly it will become the year of it's not about me. Yes. That's a good I wish I that could preaches. Ended, I could have ended my message with that. <laughs> that could have been my last line. Good, good one, Marin. <laughs> Great job. Oh. Yeah. And I do believe like it, it came to me because I always am when I'm getting ready, I'm always like, I'll be putting makeup on and I'm like putting notes in my phone. Like, oh, <laughs> that's a good thought. That's a good thought. Yeah. And um, I really do believe that whole, the whole credibility gap mm. is because the church has not done this well right. at all. And I'm like, I can't even imagine mm. how, how much quicker we could close that gap if all of us did exactly what Marin just said. Yeah. Well, you said, love the, love person, the person right in front, front of you. you. That's right. Yeah. What Jim Falk said. What Jim Falk said. <laughs> what your grandma said. What my grandma said. Make everyone feel like they're your favorite. Well, what I've experienced, what I've seen happen recently, just even the last couple of years, as I think back on some of my interactions is in this time of insane selfishness, anytime you are putting yourself aside for someone else, especially someone outside of the church or mm-hmm. something the the amount of shock mm-hmm. and awe that, that they're like, what are you, do- you did mm-hmm. what? Yep. I brought my neighbor's trash can up, up and put it by his house. Cause <laughs> I was walking that direction. Right. And he was like, what? you didn't have to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I got a, I got a Starbucks gift card once because they told me that my sandwich was going to take an extra five minutes and would I be okay waiting and when they brought me my sandwich five minutes later, they said, you were just so kind about that. They gave me a gift card. That is awesome. <laughs> but, but what does that say about society? Yeah. Right. Be- yeah. That, I, that yeah. gesture alone was Got enough to like gift yeah. shock them into yeah. giving me a yeah. gift card. Shock them into a yeah. gift card. <laughs> I had the same thing happen in Hawaii when we were, we were getting pizza at this like bakery place. And, uh, I said, well, they said, what's the name for the order? I said, Olivia. And so then we were sitting there and sitting there and, and then like for way longer than they said it was supposed to take. And we, they kept yelling, Oliver, <laughs> Oliver. <laughs> and we're like, we see these like guys coming in and out and we're like, well, my, one of them must be Oliver. And then they're getting increasingly angry. They're like, Oliver. And finally I came, I was like, do you, but do you mean Olivia? And they looked down 
and they just hand me the pizzas. <laughs> and then right, I'm like turning around and, and like this girl comes back. She's like, I'm so sorry. And gives us a piece of pie or whatever. I'm like, <laughs> That's it's hilarious. really fine. Like, well, I guess the A could look like an totally. R. I mean, like, who knows? <laughs> now that I'm I just I like, we have to start calling her Oliver, Oliver. now. I, that's the best. She was, but Oliver again, same back. thing. It was like, I, mean, I wasn't going to be upset, but like, I just imagine oh. how many people have come in here screaming. Oh, and they're yeah. probably like, my pizza's cold, cold now. Yeah, right. and I, well, I'm not Oliver. You don't know. Like, yeah, yeah right. I can only imagine. Right. The so other good. thing that um, I didn't talk about a ton, but just the people in my life that have done that for me. Mm. And how much I have learned because I, sometimes I'm just like, I don't even know why you're friends with me. Yeah. Let alone that you set yourself aside for me. Yeah. Like I have watched that all around me for years and years and years. And I don't, I'm constantly surprised by that. And I have learned so much from the way other people have treated me when I don't deserve it at all. And I think that's been, that's also what I want people to understand is that's the beauty of community too, is being part of people that you're learning from every single, every single day. And they're, you're watching them set themselves aside for you and you don't even understand it. And you learn and grow so much mm. from being surrounded by people like that, that mm-hmm. you learn from. Yeah. And I, again, I think perhaps we maybe need some remedial work as a community in this. Mm-hmm. Cause we, we aren't exactly great at it, especially compared to some of the places I've been where people just Christ followers are just so they're, of course, they're going to do whatever they, they're going to bend over backwards to meet any one of your needs. Cause that seems to just be normal mm-hmm. in their community. So yeah, we, we've got a ways to go, but just imagine if we did start making progress in this, I mean, it wouldn't take much progress. We already just said a yeah. little tiny bit of patience, a little tiny bit of selflessness is like, yeah. ha- speaks volumes. Imagine mm-hmm. if our whole community began to do that for one another. I mean, there was a reason that the early church was so contagious and people were so, they, they were bought in so fast with the message of Jesus. It wasn't just some brand new theology that mm-hmm. just clicked a light bulb in their head. They saw a community and they wanted to be a part of it. And I think this is a big part of it. Mm-hmm. They saw, it was like a love fest. People right. were just caring for one another and giving up, they're selling their property and giving money. Like it's, they're just yeah. this wild. If we even began to step in that direction, I think, I think it would genuinely make people take notice. Uh, so that's why, that's why we're doing this series. That's why we're talking about it because there's a huge opportunity here to close the credibility gap, to live with the love of Christ. So cool. Well, Barry, where are we going next? Where are we going, Barry? This is hard without Tyler. Yeah, you're right. Miss him. I I was, I almost going to say it, but I was like, I don't know if we're allowed to end yet. So (laughs) we, we, we can end whenever, whenever we want. Or, I don't know. <laughs> We're in charge. Uh, sometimes you just got to look for one that might work and, and just press just it and press see what it. happens. Yep. Yep. Uh, so I'm back next week to preach or this coming weekend. And I'm going to revisit like loving your enemies. Cause I think it's part of this. I wasn't intending to have that be as big of a part of the December series as it became, mm-hmm. but I'm going to bring it back, but I'm not going to, well, you'll see what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk a little bit about the kind of people that we can become that are the kinds of people who love their enemies rather than like, let's what's the list of to do items that we have to go out and do to love our enemies. Mm-hmm. It's more about who, who can we become? Who, who are we? And so that's, that's where we're going next. Great. And then, yeah, we've got one more week after that and then we're diving into a, a new series. So, um, yeah, that's basically it. I'll see you guys at core team. Yes, yeah, friends, we'll of the, friends of the pod. I mean, yes. yes. Oh, sorry. Mar- well, you, yeah. Aaron and I will be there. You guys will be we there. We will too. be there. You It'll will see us. That's you right. Will. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be great. Uh, until then, Marin, will you please send us out? I'll do it. 
Do justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with your God. We'll see you on the other side of Sunday. The heavy, heavy pants of mercy. (laughs) 